Hey everybody, and welcome Hello. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, we have our special guest today, Damien Maffe, who has uh, specially requested that we do the prophecy. No, not really. But he likes the uh, the, the animal attack movies. I, I do, but you, you're the one that said uh, we should do the prophecy. Thought, you'll like that. Well, That's I, what you said I thought this was your fault. No, you told me was, you'll like that. No, it was really my fault because I was like, okay. You lied to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Damien <laughs> wanted to do an animal attack you movie. You said straight up, Damien really wants to do the prophecy. He desperately wants it. Okay, maybe I lied. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is awkward. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> this is awkward. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so... We're doing the prophecy. Uh, it's it's set in Maine. It's got a mutant bear. We are also we in have, Maine. We, we have are, especially we have traveled to Maine just to do this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, this is great. So, all right. So, any thoughts before we start about this movie? Was there anything? <laughs> I feel it goes to bed every now and then. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. This uh, this is a big one. This is this is a big movie. It's a it's a big piece of my childhood there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong often. It's yeah. a strong sleeper, but it is also like it, it's really traumatizing because there's lots of animal death and lots of yeah. animal suffering in this movie, which is not a ton of fun. It was even, a big movie though. Like, even, what, yeah. Know, oh, it, it's like this is a this is a huge budget movie. It had a bunch of and it like started kind of what uh, you know Vancouver is now as far as um, oh really filming there. That is true. I think yeah, uh, basically because of tax credits yeah, or Hollywood getting well, all of the bunny all fingers. Of the things that Maine should have had. Yeah, what a bummer. Talia Shire's in it. That's pretty cool. She is. She is. <laughs> so is the um the girl from uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. Yes, very important. The girl from Ernest Goes to Camp. The one, the one person I recognized. Nice. Who's who, 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 is she? She, Which one is she? Part of the, the, the two kids and the father? Who is she? No, she's a she was a nurse in Ernest Goes to Camp. She mm. was a Who is she Hawk, in Hawk, the prophecy? Hawk, Hawk's friend. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, she, I'm a little rusty at Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't tell me I should watch that too. <laughs> yeah, I also forgot that. So Matt said that you needed to watch Ernest Goes to Camp before we start this. <laughs> <laughs> Would not have made that connection on yeah. my own. Did not. Okay. So so let's just start with how this movie goes down. Let's just go through it. Yeah. Uh, so we get all this like blowing wind and flashing lights and panting dogs and all this craziness. There's some sort of hunt going on through the woods. Yeah. Um, we assume they're looking that this is a search party for something. Well, it makes it very unclear if it's just it's, a search at first. It's like right. are they chasing something? Are they looking for something? It's, it looks like they're chasing something because they're... Yeah, hella fast. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They're the fastest stuff. searchers. <laughs> well, that, that, the bloodhounds really. The bloodhounds, you know, they're yeah. they're trying to keep up with the bloodhound. In fact, I mean, he's going so so fast and hard, he just goes right <laughs> off the cliff. That is fucking nuts. So. I have literally never seen that before. Is this like a phenomena that like actually happens with dogs? Uh, I think where that, they're just so you, stoked that I they're like like, like, like in every <laughs> every search and rescue group. There's that one dog that really is <laughs> the good nose but can't stop the themselves. <laughs> Come with no breaks. I love the I love the dog dummy too. Yes, <laughs> and that dog, like that's the one that survives basically, yeah. right? Like the one that was stupid is the one that lives. Yeah. So the dumbest dog actually gets to live through the whole thing because yeah. he jumped and got stuck, like his because his harness was up there, and the one that got lowered down later on is eaten by the bear. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so that's weird. Um, and. 
I also love the like all the brass in the background. Like they're doing like the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. brr, brr, brr. Yeah. Like, just shits going crazy. I love the soundtrack on this. I uh, love I love how fast the other guys go down. I mean, I don't do rock climbing or search and rescue, but it just seems like those guys had that shit tech, and they were like rappelling down oh, the yeah, mountain yeah. in like yeah. five seconds. They were like, yeah. "Ready to go!" Yeah, those guys were <laughs> not screwing around. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. I noticed that too. <laughs> well, they also they looked like they were fall. Well, one of them did fall. Like, didn't one of them die on the yeah. way down? Yes. One of them like lost control of his rig he and knocks like, his smashed head smashed on he, the rocks. And, and he's he, like, he. he uh, That's because he was gone yeah. too fast. He screams into the camera lens. <laughs> I thought he screamed because he saw the bear. That's why he does. Yeah, yeah. he okay. sees the body. And then he he's because uh, he sees the melt bear. Okay, so so melty bear. <laughs> melt all right. Bear. Okay, cool. All right. So he's like Jim's dead. Ah, oh, Bill's dead. And so like Jim and Bill, whoever they are, they're dead. Uh, and so we uh, we have this really ironic classical music that plays sure. over the scene. We pan across the bodies, and this wonderful little classical piece is playing until we get a crossfade. And we realize that Talia Shire is playing the cello in this she's, very she's piece of classical yeah. music that we're hearing. Yeah. Uh, and then we... Do you think is like, wow, this is a really odd choice to put behind <laughs> here. What, a, what an interesting movie. It still is. <laughs> and then you find out she's playing a cello and it's just more interesting. It's, yeah. yeah, it's even more interesting. <laughs> I mean, th- yeah, that was... And then they did that weird... Uh, I don't even know what you call it. It was just a... It was a projection of her face over the entire orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. Um, I don't know why. He's, uh, you know, Frankenheimer. Frankenheimer. You, you can't yeah. question his. But genius. this is you this is eighties Frankenheimer. This is not sixties Frankenheimer. I this, this is seventies, late seventies, sure, seventy eight. But this is like well into him giving up. Yeah. yeah. This is like he gave up in like what seventy two. I mean, he made. I think he had high hopes for this movie. Apparently, what I read was movies. Apparently, that what I read was that the French Connection two, kind of did not perform well, and he became a drunk, and admits that's what I hear. Admits that this movie was during his drunk period, and it did not come out as good as it. (laughs) Another thing I also read too is that they chopped it down from an R to a PG and made him chop it, and it was supposed to be a lot more gory. And I well, that was his choice. uh, uh, That was his choice. Understand? Yeah, he uh, he made a lot of. Choices to remove some of the uh, the carnage. That's the original strange. design of the bear, which was uh, closer to what's on the cover. Yes. Um, they changed that. Huh. So, uh, Interesting. And then, um, and then there was, uh, I think, some romantic scenes. Oh, my goodness. Were cut for time. <laughs> huh. Yeah, because there was a lot about this movie that I was like, this seems like an R to me. Like, with the amount of violence. and It's like, you cut a sex scene for time, but we get, you know, eight minutes of the, the old man with the flames. Oh yeah. glasses staring oh. at, at the melt bear. <laughs> and eight minutes of them walking through the woods with the guy in the stretcher. Strange choices. Eight minutes Strange of, choices. Like, there, are, yeah. there are, like, Roger Corman levels of, like, walking scenes. That's what I'm saying. The pacing movie. in this throws me off so much. Whether they're running from the bear, it's all, like, intense. And they're like, oh, right, quiet. Yeah. And it's just like, we'll just... Sit around and not say a word and be quiet for five minutes here. And the intense scenes are intense. Yeah, they're great. They're really, like, these are really good, like, exploitation level craziness where, mm-hmm. you know, you know, exploding guy on the rocks kind of things, which pretty great. Um, okay, so uh, we cut over to the native rights protest after, oh, uh, most important part of the movie, she- drops all the pregnancy stuff. Yes. So 
our biggest plot point is right she's, there. She's preggers and her husband doesn't want a baby. Yes, because he doesn't want to bring a baby into this terrible world because uh, he works in sad situations stuff. where babies are being bitten by rats and other horrible things. It's just chicken pox. It's true. Uh, and what then, a relevant movie. Like, I mean, can we stop and talk about that? <laughs> I mean, even to this day, like what an impact that movie. I mean, that movie, you know, even today. The, I am so that, sick of being bitten by rats. The rat thing yeah. and the and, uh, abortion issue. And yep. then also, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the horror of... Uh, Melty oh, bears. The, the melty bear. <laughs> <laughs> there are the, melty the bears to this day. Is, is always... Always. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, though, because what they're talking about seems like... I don't know if they weren't allowed to talk about it the right way, but like this is like dioxin stuff. Like This is what, what happens with these things, is the, the mutants from like dioxin contamination and all that shit. That tends to be the, the thing that, well, the, that they talk the about. Well, the author but, got the idea for this from an actual thing. Okay. That happened in Japan that was leaking from a, and yeah. a power plant or some jazz, and it was literally mutating people. Yep. Ugh, creepy. Ugh, yuck. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so the native uh, native rights protest thing. Yes, we've got uh, we've got the and just basically introducing the concept that there's something wrong with, with what's going on with the natives, and then we cut away from it instantly. It's so fast. It tells yeah. us anything. <laughs> then we go straight to the slum scene where he goes to see the sick baby that yep. has been bitten by rats. Bringing our hero, Robert Foxworth. Yeah, he literally saves the cat, like, within the first two seconds of him showing up in in his introduction. He's basically like, I'm a good guy. This is why you're rooting for me, because I care about this baby. (laughs) It's like, motherfucker, you're a doctor. You should care about all the babies. And he also wants to put the the doctor uh, in in the hospital. The landlord. He He does want... He's the doctor, baby. He wants to put the landlord in the hospital. He wants wants to hurt the landlord. But first... Let's gotta save him. the baby. First, let's get this baby to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, he has, and he has some real dramatic moments in this. After he gets the baby in the ambulance, he's standing around outside, and this dude that looks just like Frank Oz shows up, mm-hmm. and he starts. That dude has been in character everything. Actor. Just yep, just a well-traveled character. Fucking actor. character. No one knows man. his name. I literally would not be able to tell the difference between him and Frank Oz. So he's, Frank Oz is probably like five inches taller than him. Other than that, no idea. He does these things so Frank Oz doesn't have to. And that's very nice of him. (laughs) I'm sure Frank appreciates it. Um, So this dude shows up and he's like, oh, there's a bunch of tribes in Maine that are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, They're being squeezed out. Something, something. Why does this guy go to this guy? Because he knows people. Yeah. You're good with people. You're good with people. He explains that. It's like, I'm a doctor saving kids. We need you to go up and stop a lumber mill from taking over. You're bummed out from all this, you know, awful, actual stuff that's happening. Yeah. So, like, just go to Maine. I think the reason why everyone goes to Maine. Yes. It's vacation land, guys. It's vacation. Just go on vacation. Yeah. Just go up, hang out there. It'll be, a, I mean, that's really how he pitches it. He's like, yeah, it's going to be a vacation for you and your wife. I mean, there's some toxic chemicals and poison animals and uh, <laughs> if the whole tribes anything, are up in arms. And, it's going to uh, kill you. But if, other than that, it's going to be great. You might witness a chainsaw fight or two. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a great trip. Yeah. Bring so, your old lady. I don't know if anyone could predict that that on their first <laughs> first day there, there would be a it's chainsaw like versus minutes. axe fight. Oh, really? I, I think mean, you... When I first came to Maine, that's what I expected, but because of this movie. 
<laughs> I was prepped for it. Yeah, I know. And I delivered, didn't I? <laughs> I met you at the airport with a fucking chainsaw. Sure. Tossed you great. an axe. <laughs> Good sport. Honey, we're home. <laughs> so they fly in to Maine in what looks like a private jet. Yeah. Right? Some sort of very, very schmancy thing. They witness logging. I guess that's see sure. some logs. They see they, logs. They, they look out. They see logs. Uh, there's a forest. Uh, you can't see the forest for the trees they, joke. There was a forest for the trees Tally joke. Tyler drops uh, the one joke of the movie there. <laughs> and it, it goes over very poorly. Yes. They even had to write in that it was a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> because he literally just keeps staring yeah. out the window. Yeah. It does yeah. not. There's not even a reaction to the concept yeah. that it's a joke. He's just doesn't even pat her leg. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Good. He's he's got like a thousand yard stare. He's just yeah. He's burned out, he's man. Serious guy. Look, he's you know. And so Maine's yeah. weird. Uh, yes, I mean Ma- they're greeted by a flying dog right off the damn bed. <laughs> yeah. They're they're greeted by that family first. Oh yeah. We're introduced to camping family. We're who, introduced to victim family. Exactly. They're literally. <laughs> we're gonna cut to them every ten minutes or so, just to remind you that they're still there. Oh man, we're gonna walk in the woods. And <laughs> no one's gonna know where we are. <laughs> we're, we're not gonna like have anything to defend ourselves. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have to set up, and then like you know, it takes three days awesome. just to walk to the campsite. So great. That kid is so stoked about camping. Yeah. No one has ever been that excited to go. camping. Camping. Golly! Wow! Because he doesn't know so about good. that. Sounds like a cell really, phones and, and, and yeah. That's uh, a good point. It sounds like a really <laughs> long, long, hard walk. Yet. That's what's fun. <laughs> that's what's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, and they see the dog being airlifted out, and so we get introduced to our main guide. Can we talk about the dog they find first? It's yes. the dog from the beginning. Sure. Apparently a dog survived the search mission and it's being held from a helicopter by a long cord. Yeah. Uh, was yeah. there not room in the helicopter for the dog I'd, to sit in? Probably, you know, uh, you know, quarantine reasons. We want to fly contagious. it through the air. I mean, I know nothing about That's, helicopters, but it just seems like it could sit on the co-pilot's lap. I feel like perhaps. when you find someone with Ebola, you want to just drag them through the village. Hung, hang <laughs> he was, he was probably in a place where they could couldn't land, right? So they they, they go to send the, the okay. thing down there, and the dog grabs it. The dog grabs it. <laughs> that's literally the only explanation. I, there I don't be. know enough about search and rescue to no, say that that's not what happened. Or helicopters. Fair. <laughs> yeah. You know what? All these things are possible. Maybe dogs hate being in helicopters. You know? Maybe maybe they do. Uh, so the our LL Bean guy shows up, and he's wearing like a suit that has like an LL Bean hunting jacket as the jacket for it. <laughs> he is Mr. Maine. He is he is literally the most Maine thing you're gonna see. And he yells every word he says, like everybody in Maine. <laughs> like Doc Copper, are you talking about? Yes. Uh, yes. The, uh, yep. And he the uh, doctor from the thing. Yes. Uh, Richard Dysart. Richard Dysart. Yes, that is his name. He uh, he gives them the lowdown on what happened to the hunting party, and yeah. so now they know the, the situation they're up against. So uh, he also, he's like, oh, he's he acts as their doomsayer, too, yeah. for this whole thing, because he, he's like, oh, well, you don't even really want to be out in the woods. Right. You know, you want to steer clear of all this shit, and he basically tells them this fake Pomola story. Like, this is basically the Pomola story, only kind of mutilated. Mm-hmm. So it's instead of being a moose that has wings and eagle claws, which is Pomola, which is the real Indian legend in Maine. It's a bear with a dragon head. It's and a cat's bear eyes. that's the size of a dragon with cat's <laughs> eyes, and that's weird. I mean, I guess it's not, not any weirder than the moose thing. <laughs> Katahdin. And his name is Katahdin instead of Pomola. Kitty, what kitty what was it? Kitty da. Kitty. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's a big fucking Kitty mountain. da. Come Don't on. even. 
Come on. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing? Uh, so you so, didn't think it was that. And also, we're introduced <laughs> no. to the to the concept of OP. OPs. OPs. O P I E. Original people. The yeah. Original people. It's <laughs> what they're calling themselves. But if you ask me, I say they killed every one of them. <laughs> so he believes that they killed everybody. And then when he's asked, he gives his one AR for the whole movie, which I was like, I'm glad we at least got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, good. At least you got your one AR. I like to think I like to think of him practicing that all night before. He's like, how do they do that? How do they? So I don't know if I ever told you this, but like Michelle had a bunch of people come in from like, I don't know, like California to the shop. Mm-hmm. And because she has all the Stephen King stuff and all that. And she then they were like, we're such big Stephen King fans. There's just one thing we've always wanted to ask a real Mainer. How do you say this word? <laughs> <laughs> a, yeah, a, I, ah. You're just like, I don't know. King made that up. I've never yeah, seen that word no, in my life. Never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this is where we get our chainsaw fight. Oh, yeah. We're uh, getting there. They're, they're driving in and the road is blocked oh, by wait, the can, native people. Can I first just ask oh, how he oh, knew please. so much damn stuff about cellos? When he asked if her cello was a certain because brand, he, because he's he a wood guy. I know he knows wood, but like, why would he know different cello uh, brands? He's like, is that a Monticello? I was like, no, it's a Montani. Honestly, oh, I that feel like got this, this, he's, this. he's full of shit there. Yeah. But I feel yes. like he's, you know, he's thinking she doesn't, you know, know. Be great. She if, doesn't know. Be great if she just turned to him and be so. like, it's a, it's a fiberglass glass yeah. travel cello. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a piece of garbage. Do you think I'm going to bring my real <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. cello into the woods? God, not insane. Um, also, why did she bring her cello into the woods? Well, because she's staying there in the cabin. What the hell else is she going to do? I don't know. I Except think eat mercury fish. It's true. She's a professional. She, <laughs> she is. practices. She's practicing. There. She is. That's true. She's fallen off her game, obviously, as you can see in the beginning of the movie. She's, she's yeah. you know, her head is filled with... She's focused on the bubba. With and baby also, thoughts. Yeah. I mean, she was also sharing a piece of music with the person next to her, which I thought was weird, too. Um, she forgot her notes because she was so thinking about no, baby stuff. She's so thinking about the baby <laughs> that she forgets her cello and everything. Uh, so Armando Sante gets into it. He's great in this. I think. He's I I love him in this. Yeah, uh, he is obviously not a Native American, so no. definitely not appropriate casting. But still, he's good. It was a different time, uh, and I like him. And they're still fucking those things up today. Yes, of course <laughs> they're still fucking them up today, and <laughs> we've had enough. It's like, Enough times gone by that you shouldn't be fucking that up at this point. Yeah, yeah Armand, yeah, Italian but, uh, Irish actor. Not not a huge fan of his. Uh, <laughs> he's a tough guy, tough guy actor. That's really what he does. Honestly, I, he's, he's one of those dudes where I recognize him, but I don't. I can't even name another movie. He's that the he's Mambo in. King. He won yeah. uh, probably a Golden Globe or something for Gotti. Uh, oh, I thought it was. I thought his big movie was Mambo King. That's a, that was a big one. I think he. I think won he won something for that. For Gotti. Um, but yeah. And, uh, I mean, I only know him for Fatal Attraction, or whatever that is. <laughs> the, oh, the spoof. Yeah, whatever the oh, oh Fatal yeah, Instinct. Fatal yeah. Instinct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Fatal Attraction. I gotta watch that again. I remember that being good. Yes, yeah. that was yeah. that's <laughs> the scene with the blood on the floor that. where everybody's just slipping in the background. Constantly. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I remember him from. So yeah, so we, yeah. uh so he is the head of or yeah a he, big shot in his tribe who is trying to block the lumber company from. Lumbering, uh, so they've roadblocked off there. Well, I mean, we, we only see what, like maybe five people, five natives. Yeah, there's the like six, but they or look seven. really fucking tough. Yeah, <laughs> they do. 
Uh, and they look pissed. And, and this whole scene it just becomes so bizarre. Um, basically, they've, they've chained off. They've got a big chain between two trees across the road blocking the lumber people and our lead Doctor Star from getting into their uh, place. Yep. So the head of the lumber company asks them to chop down the tree. Yeah. So dude grabs his chainsaw, goes to chop. Yeah. Armin and it grabs, escalates quickly. Armin grabs escalates an axe, and all of a sudden it's a straight up, like a Texas Chainsaw 2 fight. Yeah. Yeah. He grabs, he grabs an axe, other guy has a chainsaw, and <laughs> chainsaw, turns out, is the more effective weapon in this particular fight. I like the guy with the chainsaw face, too. He barely makes an expression. Yeah. He's just like... Mm-hmm. He's, yep. I think he's a robot. He's, he's a robot <laughs> chainsaw fighter. And he puts that chainsaw right up to his neck. There was actually a really good moment when the chainsaw blade bends sideways because it's rubber. Oh, really? There was like a real moment of like... <laughs> I didn't notice that. Now the whole scene's ruined. It's really so. close to uh, his his throat there. It's it is really dangerously close. That is dangerously close. To his Within throat. the movie, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I do love this. Lo- is, is this push. I mean, there's scare tactics. Yeah, and, and then there's you know, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I would not recommend ever putting a chainsaw that close to another human and, being's throat. And the guy's like, I want these two trees down. I'm like, oh, uh, all you have to do is chop one down. That's <laughs> a chain. You chop one down, the chain's going to fall. Also, like, these guys have been being protested at every stop. They don't have bolt cutters in their truck. Yeah. Well, that, that guy was like, undo that chain. All right, that's it. Johnny, and Johnny has a chainsaw sitting on the, yeah. right there. Next to the gear shift. I don't know if his name is Johnny. His, let's call him Johnny. And that tree was huge. Yeah, and they huge. didn't take any preparations no, to like... No. Wait, that, could have, that, could, that could have just fallen on their cars. They are not <laughs> professional. No. That was not, that was not a good move. Uh, <laughs> but the chainsaw fight was fun. I enjoyed that part a lot. Yeah, it was great. Um, and I and, like his wife, too, is just sitting like as calm as hell in the backseat of the car watching it. She doesn't even... She's seen so much. She's seen so much. Thinking about the baby, (laughs) the things she went through. Um, So they uh, they go for a boat ride on the Androscoggin. Their cabin is is so fucking far. So far away. It is odd place to put. (laughs) They land land on an airplane. They get into a car. They drive through the woods. They get into a boat. (laughs) It's crazy. Like most of those places. I mean. In Maine, there's like they put them next to an airstrip for a reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like most of those big factories, it's like some little tiny one one lane air who, airfield. Who puts like, them in this cabin? I mean, technically, I mean it's like the the EPA. That's so a like, good question. Yeah, you know, we're, we're going to set you up in a cabin, literally in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I you are so we far don't even from actually help. know if it exists. Yeah, I. Dame. Now, you know what? I'm 100% stumped. Who the hell did that? Maybe the paper company? Uh, either way, they get to their little crap shack that looks like it's falling down. It is literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, and we get this really intense, meaningful shot of the shotgun up over the fireplace. Mm. Like, as if it's going to be like... This is it. This is the clutch thing like the, we're gonna the, see. The gun lamp in uh, Great Outdoors, which uh, you know, I guess <laughs> this is going to come into play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, it turns out it doesn't really come into play at all. No, it doesn't really do it's shit. A red herring. It's a it's, it's a MacGuffin. That's it's, that's that's brilliant. All you need to save yourself is an ore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's only from uh, that's only saving yourself from the. Uh, <laughs> from the raccoons. Yeah. Well, uh, he didn't. He never tried. He never. 
What's up? This thing's staring at me. Yeah, it wants to kill you. Oh. That's hey. he's just talking about our possessed raccoon. <laughs> um so You already bled me once today. <laughs> so we go out uh we go out on a fishing trip where he's scared by a duck or a goose or something. No. He's like pulling something in. A goose makes a noise. He's like, whoa, oh shit, what's that? And then a giant fucking salmon comes and eats the duck or goose. Yeah. We don't see that, but then we see the giant salmon jump out of the water, and it looks like somebody just let a pool float go. For it's, like, it's like someone's <laughs> holding it and then shakes it out of the water. Uh, yeah. It's just like... <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. It is, and uh, it's not. It looks like a maybe, maybe they didn't even medium try. sized salmon. That just absolutely, a hundred percent. It was just foreshortened. They just put yeah. it right in front of the lens. This giant yeah. fake fish. <laughs> Get the fish. <laughs> yeah, could have been anything. Yeah, that was. That's that, Hollywood. That's where the money goes. <laughs> to those goes. complex shots, um, and so they go in and they have some really good fish banter while they're uh, holy shit while they're cooking totally. fish. It's it's it important. It does. They just talk. What it's if like, I? Oh, this fish. He says some stupid, pretentious French thing about the fish. Yeah, and she's like, like, "Can you catch more? I'm the greatest fisherman in the world. I'll catch the fish, and yeah. you eat the fish, and whatever." Wow, what a relationship. That's great. So uh, Armand and the and a deer are literally like outside the cabin, just kind of watching the building, <laughs> proving just how. At one with nature, Armand is. Yeah, that he he and the deer are just occupying basically the same space. Uh, and then we get like, <laughs> then we cut away from this after we've learned that Armand is watching their cabin and it's stock footage of every fucking animal that could ever exist in the main <laughs> woods all at the same time. 14 deer, a bear, a, the, everything. I see that out my window every day. <laughs> Squirrel, everything. That's it. And that one cat, which gave its eyes to <laughs> the melt bear. It's yeah. so, it so reminds me of that Roger Corman thing where he does that like, oh, look, honey, a snake. And then they just cut to stock yeah. footage. And it's like, there's no reason for you to mention that there's a snake here. You just do it because you have stock footage to fill space. Um and, and they, there is a lot of stock footage in this movie. I mean, oh, yeah. not not a ton, but a lot for a lot. big movie yeah. like this. Like the animal stuff and the the some of the flyover stuff looked like it was stock footage, and some of the uh, paper mill stuff looked like it was stock footage. It, I could be wrong. It could just be shot really shitty, but <laughs> but it looked like it was. It looked like stock footage. So do, do we get to the raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is when they're like starting to have sexy time and then yep. then it gets ruined by baby talk by like a weird knock on the door they they hear a screeching which is, is the raccoon and it's dying. banging the door though yeah yeah and uh, and so this is where she starts talking about baby stuff and it ruins the mood and then they oh, get yeah. interrupted and then it's like oh whatever and then sexy time's back on then the screeching raccoon and he's like I gotta go check this out he goes and checks it out and he finds this is after he's he's cooked up yeah. the salmon he has, that he caught, which is important. Yes, he has fed he the has, salmon. He has caught to his, salmon from his fishing, and he has he has fed this salmon, which is what you do. Yeah, yes. to his, uh, his his wife, to his pregnant wife, who he does not know is pregnant. Yes. <laughs> yes, this will be significant later. She ate the bad fish. Uh, this this is a bummer. This is the raccoon on the porch, which they fucking poisoned because they're monsters. So where did you see this or what? I read about it. Yeah, that was that was literally a raccoon dying on their porch. What is a real bummer. 
so how would everybody on set consent to that? I have absolutely no idea. In the seventies, you could just kill anything, and people were still on board. Um, so, uh, but then we get the the raccoon attacking him, which is kind of hilarious. Which is awesomely hilarious. They speed up the film when he runs yeah. into the house. Uh, the raccoon has uh, quite the uh, stopping power. He tackles yes. people <laughs> like a football player and sends him flying right over couches. Uh, and then he does the weirdest thing, where he grabs a, a boat oar and. I don't know what happens. Squishes it? Squishes it against the wall somehow where it seems like it's dead. And then he whips it and it just sticks to the the (laughs) oar. And he drops the raccoon in the fireplace in the cabin, which I can only imagine smelt fucking horrible. That cabin will Would've, never be the same. No, it will... You will never be able to occupy that, much that burning space. burning hair Blah. filling up your cabin. And that much methyl mercury. Ugh. <laughs> Disgusting. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, so so it's straight into the fire, and then we get a smash cut to, the, to this little girl's radio. Like, ah, the, radio. The victim family. The victim family. And it's just her listening to a transistor radio. And then the father hears something in the woods, and they all stop. I love what she says here, too, where he's like, he's like turn that radio off. And she's like, but you said I could listen to it for ten more minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what kind of consideration is it? Like, you're in the woods, hiking in nature, like... All right, fine. You can have 10 minutes of radio. 10 minutes of radio time. 10 minutes of your little bebop. (laughs) Yeah, so they got 10 minutes of radio time. He heard something, turned out to be nothing, and then we cut away from him. headphones back then? I don't know. Is this... I feel like this is still transistor radio era. I mean, maybe those big... they would have headphones. Like those big Riff Randalls, like the ones that we're we're wearing. Yeah. I mean, surely if she has a little, little... Radio that can attach to her belt, that there was headphones. It's possible. Maybe Everybody. she wanted to entertain the whole family. I guess. <laughs> uh, and that uh, we then, did hear something though. After they move on, we zoom into the trees and hear just like. Burp, and burp, burp. that's that is a great way to save some money. Yeah. On your on your filming, when you just show trees and you're like, uh, by the way, there's a monster in the trees. Don't don't think about it. Yeah. But just trust us. There's a monster in those trees. And they do that a lot in this movie. Um, and then we cut to a kayak race for no fucking reason, yes. which never comes back. For, nope. Just happens to be there. And the doctor's making a phone call just to... I think this is just kind of a dialogue drop to explain that he doesn't have rabies. Because, like, I think everyone's going to go through the rest of the movie. Somebody probably went, listen, everyone's going to be distracted by the fact that you were attacked by a clearly rabid animal. You're a doctor and you didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. And so they put this little phone call in where he's like, no, it definitely didn't have rabies. I examined it, but I'm going to send some tissue samples to the lab. How would he even prove that? He's a doctor. Oh, yeah. How, would, how does he know? Because it wasn't foaming? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Maybe he had... A rabies cliche. test? Nope, I look, this raccoon does not have an R on his chest. <laughs> I Note the telltale sign of the rabies R. Would you have to, like... Cut out its brain? its brain? Yeah, so yeah. maybe that's what he did. Oh, wait, he, he I mean, fried it in the... Fried he fried Wait a minute. He set it on fire. How yeah, did he, he couldn't send even te- examine it. 1978? Were there just, like, some bits of tissue left on the, the ore that he beat it to death with? <laughs> he didn't know. He just guessed. Yeah. He's just lying. Dr. Liar. Paging Dr. Liar. Okay, so <laughs> now now this is uh, this is when Armand has his really intense Oh yeah. confrontation with the doctor. They kind of meet up in this little like little like camping lean to yeah, weird little area that looks like it's for picnics and then he has a really intense conversation. I learned your language. 
I went to your <laughs> he talks schools. Talks about the language a lot. So he does. Learned your language, but, but you still don't hear me. But even though I've learned your he says, language, no, no, I hear you. He's like, no, I mean, I know you hear me. But you don't hear me. <laughs> no, no, I totally, I can hear you. You're, what's you're your, like right over there. What's your idea of nature? The rocks. We're speaking the same language, but we're not speaking the same language. Uh, yes, and it goes on like that for a little while. Um, and this was this was another thing that I pegged that I was like, oh, this is going to be a huge, important thing in this movie. Like, he drops something that sounds like the central theme of the movie and then never uses it, which is, for what you believe in, are you willing to die? That's one of those, like, you say that line, and that's like... That character's going to sacrifice himself. Right. For something. It's like, yeah. th- that is a real important line that should pay off. Yep. Does not. No payoff for that. But, uh, so, Armand says that people are sick, and children are being deformed, and the government's been ignoring it, and blah, blah, blah. And that they're lying, saying that they're drunk and violent, they're... Not drunk, they're yep. They're living out. a clean life. They're fishermen. Yeah, they're fishermen. Yeah. They're living a clean life. And so, so Armand and his wife go with them, or I mean, uh, doctor and wife go with them, mm-hmm. and uh, and go to see the people in the village. And is this where they go to the Garden of Eden? And meet yeah. Mariah. <laughs> yes, this is the Garden of Eden. This is the they first it they seems go like to. He wouldn't be calling it. That. Yeah, that There's, guy's not drunk. <laughs> there were a lot of I things think that like guy's that. drunk i i definitely agree that guy is drunk he's just like things grow big here yeah <laughs> dude, it's a fucking mutant tadpole dude <laughs> oh no it's just big it's just big guys <laughs> grow up look big. look at how good it is here for how long have they been growing big like that i mean so this 20 years for a long time 20 years i think that's what they said right so this bear is new though this, this i think so Melty but he, Bear is new. Melty Bear is new, but I think he conforms to some of their their legends. He, yeah. he said Melt Bear is there to protect them. Yeah. Not true. Not true at all. <laughs> that it's the has, Earth's response. That has uh, much like Godzilla. It is, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is Maine's response to uh, eco eco horror. <laughs> History shows again and again. Oh my god. Yeah, so so there's bubbles in the pond and Armand goes out to catch this giant tadpole. And, <laughs> which and, is ridiculous. Looking. Which is, uh, I was just glad that it wasn't another animal that they tortured in some way. Uh, and it's big ass fake tadpole. And he says, the paper mill is up here and this is downstream from the paper mill. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor's like, aha, I think I might know what this is. And he also asked about the logs that were in the pond too, which I found weird. Like, where did those logs come from? And he goes, oh, they come twice a year, then they disappear. He's like, wait, what? Yeah, I mean... And it, we, get, we do get to find out the paper company is store, stashing logs in ponds while they're right. waiting to... But why twice a year, and then they disappear? Like, that's the one line that made no sense to me. It's, I mean, the idea is that they soak them in this methyl yeah. whatever beforehand, then they float them downstream to, to sit. But there was only, like, four logs in that <laughs> whole pond whole, so it's like twice a year they put four, four logs in this pond year, four logs. <laughs> we make six reams of paper That's a year eight <laughs> logs a year <laughs> these guys make really eight. expensive paper <laughs> and then they disappear so they they do a big tour of the uh, of the paper mill and that is very exciting uh, just wandering around looking at machines running. It's like, yeah, wood comes through here. And then we grind it into pulp and we make paper. And then, yeah. And, Tur- and the paper is liquid and, and then it turns into a solid. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of anything Copper. so fucking crazy. Doc Copper is trying to give like a, you know, a nice spirited tour and 
and and and the actual doctor in the movie, he's he, I mean, he's like, you tell me, you and yeah, the guy's like, I am telling you. He switches so fast to accusatory. He is, he's just, he's just yeah. it's as soon as he's so mostly done for? with his coffee, he's like, ah, and he just throws that coffee in like a bucket of water. <laughs> yeah, he litters his coffee. That yeah, he's crap. He's also destroying the environment. Um, so the one thing is this bleach. He gets caught up in the bleaching process and blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, we don't do anything. You can go test the water. Yeah. So he sends him out in a little dinghy and he's like, here, go test the water. And you're not going to find anything. You're not yep. going to find anything. I and love also in front of the paper mill, everybody's just in these tiny little tugboat things and just like going around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing Yes. Just PAs. They yeah. Have <laughs> People even qualified to drive them. <laughs> or pop captain them. Or and pilot so, or whatever you do to a boat. Yeah. <laughs> What do you do to a boat? <laughs> what a, I don't Where are the brakes? Listen, I don't know what you do to a boat. Boats don't have brakes, Captain. That's from Weekend at Bernie's. Reminds me of that woman in uh, Throw Mama from the Train who wrote the submarine story but didn't do anything. Yes. <laughs> dive! Yelled the man into the thing and the man that made the sub dove made it dive. All classic movies <laughs> happening right here. Uh, man, amazing. <laughs> So we find out that basically the whole deal is that the 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 methyl mercury sinks to the bottom. We find this out because his wife steps in a mud puddle and it clings to, and she has some silvery boots. shit. On silver her boots. boots. And he says that on his medical exam there was a trick question, <laughs> yeah. and that trick question is, what is the only liquid that isn't wet? And the answer, mercury. Also, are you sure about that? I feel like mercury's wet. Is oh. That- I don't know because I've never what's, touched it. What's the not. definition of wet? Would that but movie I don't, lie? Would I don't the movie think, lie? I don't think movie it feels lie. wet, though, if you touch it. I feel like it swooshes <laughs> and kind of becomes a... I, I, I literally... I Did he get it right on the test? I think he failed. I think he didn't get but it that's right. That's why he's there. That's why he's not, that's not, he's not a medical doctor. <laughs> he's not there. testing yeah. trees yeah. in the woods. <laughs> that's why he sucks. <laughs> that's why he looks like a member of Boston and not an actual medical doctor. Um, okay. That's why at the end of the movie, the bear goes under the water for three seconds. He's like, he drowned! <laughs> my idiot. My favorite is even, like, at the beginning of, like, when he first starts formulating his, his things on this, he's like, okay, well, doesn't that mean that it could be different things? At one point, they have gills, and at another point, they have this, right, and it's yeah. like, Motherfucker, you said that they had gills? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this guy's an imbecile. Oh, it's right. The, the whole problem in this movie is this guy. This guy is kind of stupid, but he is magic with a single arrow, though. I will tell you that yes. much. Yes. <laughs> he has a lot. He can get a lot of uses. He gets, of a lot, he gets a lot done with one tiny arrow. Um, okay, so he's, he's describing this shit into his microphone while his wife listens and he stumbles upon the part where he says that this is the only mutagen that can break the placental barrier. And so essentially any pregnant woman or anything. Brutal scene. Brutal scene because she's just sitting there and, and, and she's pregnant and she knows that she, uh, she ate fish. Yep. yep. Uh, infused with a, 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 a smattering of um, mutagen. And, then yep. she, and he's just going on. He's like, <laughs> it, it creates freaks. And it'll, it'll it'll grow a freak inside you. Well, that's and if you're pregnant and you eat mercury, you will you will have a freak show growing on inside of you. And it's like a little circus you're just gonna give birth to. She's like, well, how bad is it really? Like totally binds to the fetus tissue and makes it perfect. How much you have to have? This much. <laughs> Barely any freaks. What in micron? Yeah, fish in your 
fucking freak. And then he, it's not bad enough that he goes through it the first time. He then plays he it rewinds back. it again. He plays it back. <laughs> again. And she's yeah. just like, uh, it yeah. just keeps getting worse and yeah. worse. It's like she's taking hits from Rocky. Because <laughs> she was in that too. She was also in Rocky. You're correct. Uh, and okay. So then we cut back to these campers on a soundstage. And it is fucking awesome. This is highlight this of the movie. Is, the price of admission right yes, here. Yes, The little kid, like everybody's in their sleeping bag and everything's, everything's chill. And he's got one of those like mummy sleeping bags. It's like a Maggie a Simpson he onesie. like he was in a banana costume. Yeah. Legitimately. So, so like, comfortable. He's just, so, he's like in the womb. So we basically have this kid in a banana costume. The bear starts attacking, comes out of the woods, big scare, and then he jumps up and he tries to hop away. Can't get away because he's hopping in his banana suit. The bear fucking slaps backhands him, him into so a rock. hard that he hits a rock and explodes, explodes. into feathers. <laughs> Before Jason in that that silly movie, yeah, legitimately, Mel Bear backhanded some kid into a rock. The uh, the amount I love the devastation that this bear can wreak yeah. with like a single backhand. He chucks it, motherfuckers it, yeah. like 30 to 40 and feet it, and it, with it, no it, effort. It seriously looked like the kid just exploded too. Yeah. Once that yeah. sleeping bag hit the rocks, it just turned into big <laughs> you know, you know, white feathers that, everywhere. That bag is just filled with broken pieces <laughs> yeah. of that kid. Yeah, delicious child yeah. parts. And he just shake that out. <laughs> right into his mouth. Oh yeah. Like late, pop rocks. Later on when he grabs the old man that Oh, that's I that's the we, most that old man moved. I wish was, we, <laughs> I wish we saw it when he hung on that scene longer. We just oh, saw like, I, that little yeah. silhouette of the old man for one second. I like, would have been all it. about like five full minutes and of just, just seeing him screaming, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> or just blandly screaming. Ah, yeah. ah, 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 ah. That would have been more more on Kitty Da. I thought you were to protect Kitty me. Da. <laughs> All right, so now we go after this, after the best scene in the movie, we go to another bland scene of him like blood testing the locals. Uh, his wife gets a significant glance on a pregnant lady and she's like, oh, that lady's <laughs> pregnant. She's going to have a freak. Uh, and then the sheriff arrives and with no fucking evidence or anything, yeah. it's, it is martial law up in bum Don't need evidence Maine. With, with drunk natives. No, apparently not. Uh, he was like, well, he does have evidence. The evidence is at the station in baskets. In baskets. That's, yeah. This is white justice. Picnic baskets. What were the baskets? Uh, all the parts of the campers. Oh. <laughs> they collected all of them all into Yeah, in baskets. Maine, oh. when, if you're, if you're uh, found in a, a park and pieces, they'll just They put you, you into, into, into different picnic <laughs> baskets. And then we eat you later. I love when he calls Hawks Ford. Yeah. So Armin just comes up. You think he's going to like turn himself in, but no, he just punches yeah. the cop, he runs into a house, and immediately jumps out the window of the kitchen of the house he runs in. Yeah. That was the best. Yeah. Unexpected. It yep. was absolutely <laughs> unexpected. You were like, Didn't expect it. Like, you could have run around the house, buddy. Yeah. Like, he literally just, like, it was. Like, this guy's, he, he's, he's the kind of guy who's just going to, uh, you know, walk up there yeah. and give himself in. He's just like, pew. 
And he's also the dude who is uh, bitching about Armand the fact shape exactly. hole in the in the wall. <laughs> that's that's what it should have been. It was so close to that. It's like why the fuck did you run into the house just to jump through the back window? Like it was a straight shot. It was but, like, but I love how earlier too he's like everybody's telling lies that we're violent and we're crazy yeah. and then you just in front of like punch 30 people you punch a cup in the face and just to see him down window. the road <laughs> hopping back and forth <laughs> pretty close oh god it was a pure Looney Tunes <laughs> also am I crazy or does Armando Sante look like Beck Bennett from SNL I don't know who that is a I think bit, it looks just yeah. like him yeah that's bizarre. Anyway, okay, so uh, they're taking the chopper to some place called Mary's Bend. Yeah, maybe there's a, a an Armand Asante uh, skit in in the future. There, <laughs> no one would know who <laughs> no, it is. No. <laughs> I think I think there's an illegitimate Armand Asante kid in SNL. Is what I think. That's but, possible. Um, Beckman does look uh, Native Native American. <laughs> it's so so Native American. <laughs> so Opie. Uh, okay. So they get out and they see these big ass gouges in trees that are like fifteen feet in the air. Yeah, they're like really twenty high. feet in the air, maybe. Yeah. That bear changes shape. He does. He's melty bear. He yeah, he's, he's like seven a, feet at one point. He's like a Scooby Doo yeah. monster, yeah. where yeah. you're like, oh, sometimes he's four feet tall, sometimes he's fifteen. However, that's tall. part of the thing. Maybe, However, you know, oh, maybe bear, he, he grows. He, and he bears, does look gooey as fuck. And bears climb trees. Yeah, so he could have climbed up just to just, just to, to slash that. Arr. Yeah, just like I'm gonna make three slashes. 20 feet up there. That'll make people think I'm really tall. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look really badass. <laughs> they so, won't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to really freak out the locals. Um, They're so, so drunk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this part? I we show also up wondered that. And I, I, we get this piece of <sighs> like goo. Basically, there's something that looks like like if you took a boar and just took a slice off its back, it's a furry, bloody hunk of something. And they're like, ah, look at this. Right. And it's like, I, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. And then they're like, aha, Armando Sante, once he shows up there, which also, by the way, they take a chopper to get to this place that's 10 miles away. Armando Sante practically beats them there yeah. on foot. That dude was running fast he's yeah. magic people remember <laughs> his magic is hell i um, think he has he has um morphing i think he does uh but yeah so they find this pile of goo and they show it to armando sante and he's like aha <laughs> yes and that's it we get nothing <laughs> else he uh, like there's a flicker of recognition and then they won't tell us what the hell is going on and so then his wife goes and finds two the, little gross bears two little yeah. gross baby melty bears Man, yeah, so they they say that there's this little net that they're using to trap everything, and these two little baby bears that are horribly deformed are stuck in it. Little wee melt bears. Little wee melt bears. They look like uh, sort of like a combination of a, of a teddy bear and that thing from Eraserhead. <laughs> sort of a little Eraserhead bear. Um, and it screams a lot. One of them's dead. Yeah. One of them's alive and constantly screaming. Um they take both of them. Armand Sante takes the dead one. The doctor takes the live one. And he's like, this is proof. If I can get this back and if I can keep it alive, then I can prove to them that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, and then his wife holds the, the living one so she can practice. Yeah. Yeah. This freak in the future. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> that's not weird. <laughs> yeah. No, the, definitely. There was some, some stuff going on there, but why is a, an alive bear as any better than a dead bear? 
to prove like for tissue samples. If like, you yeah. show you show somebody that mutated dead bear, they're gonna like, go. You what? should put That's that out of your, you should put that out of the misery. Though. It's constantly screaming. Yeah, it's probably. It, I mean, it's, and it's red. It has no, no skin. Yeah, it's it's screaming and it wants to die. Maybe just kill it. And they're like, we need to bring it back to the warm tent to keep it alive. And yeah. put a bandage on its wrist. Yeah. <laughs> I need and to bandage this this thing's wrist. <laughs> also, so this is one of my questions. This was definitely a, a Gorgo situation, right? This yeah. was a we grabbed the baby and so the mom is trying to kill us. Possibly. I mean, they had. You're the... getting into you're getting into areas here. But the uh, thing which is... I, I want, I wanted to see in this movie because this, uh, this the male bear should be you know very tragic kind of character. You know, yes, absolutely. Um, and you know, adding in it, that it's just trying to get its little melted babies back. Yeah, is a layer to it. But I, I feel like none of that's going because that that this. The giant melt bear, all it does is, is rage. And that's yeah. the thing, all it is. Melt bear's been killing people since before they found the babies, too. Like, it's not like... Right. You never have a moment where it's not just no. screaming and on, you know, a skateboard. Except when it kills those people in the beginning. <laughs> where it just, you know... I, I actually wrote that in my notes somewhere. I was like, how the fuck is this thing moving? Its head is keeping completely like, level. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, it was on the dolly you know, track. You the dolly, like, and it's just... <laughs> It's just oh, zipping along. You think this is like super meta and that it was actually like killing the film crew and then like cruising around on the tr- <laughs> on the dolly track? I would love that. But it, but it was funny too because uh, in the beginning when it killed the search party, we never heard a, heard a peep. Yeah. They're like, we never heard it, heard a lamb, we never heard anything. But then every other time it's killing people, it's just... You know, it has more, you know, when it's... They, they all go down the tunnel and then 20 seconds goes by. Yeah. And our great sheriff is like, maybe it's gone. Maybe it doesn't it's gone. say that, but it's like... <laughs> grabs a flashlight and then the thing just hanging out there yep so True. you know what we need is the the shot of that thing just like waiting outside i would have much i would have loved yeah that. and then grabs a guy but also i don't think that you want to see that thing stationary no. because then it would look even more like a puppet than it already does when he beats it to death at the end it sure is <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> that, i have i have so much to talk about with that i just wonder if like they, they couldn't find the the actor and they're just like just just, just beat the costume just beat dude. the costume <laughs> Couple people play that. Uh, uh, Tom McLaughlin played I, it once. Uh, what the director of uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Six played played, played what? Played, played, played the, the bear. The bear. The bear. He was also a mime, right? He was like in a crowd scene as a mime. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I I know he he uh, he, he did the bear thing. <clears> yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Mime in a crowd scene. I feel in like prophecy? that's like I think in prophecy. I think that's what I read. So Maybe I'm I, also, I also read something about that. It must be at the protest. Like in the it must have been a native mime. A, yeah, he was one of the native <laughs> one, <laughs> local one. That <laughs> it was a silent protest. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm going home. Oh wait, I am home. Uh, okay, so. All right. Uh, So they go to the grandfather's tent. They're keeping the bear alive. They build the fire. It's scream, scream, scream. Maggie's super obsessed with the gross bear. Mm -hmm. Like she's like staring at it and getting weird about it. Like I said, practicing. She's practicing for her mutant pregnancy. Um, And and then she talks about her baby. Oh, she she tells she finally tells him that she's pregnant. Yep. And then she's like, it wants to be born. I can feel it. And everybody's okay with that, even though that's a clear sign that she's mentally unstable. Um, and then the, uh, yeah, they play with the mutant and the doctor is like, he gives her like this look that's like, hmm, yeah, this, what do you think? This is what you're in for. Yep. You want this? You know, like he gives her a real, like, 
a real dickhead look. And uh, so... World isn't bad enough. World you isn't want, bad enough. You want enough. to have a monster. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about who's dead in this, in this murder situation. Who got killed there? The helicopter pilot got attacked. Got, he got beaten. Yeah. Um, and he, he's still alive. He does go into a coma eventually. Yep. Guy, uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny gets killed from the beginning. Chainsaw Johnny. fight. Chainsaw versus axe fight. Yes. He gets, Johnny. he gets killed. Johnny's dead. Okay, good. That's who that was. That was actually my one question was who that dude was. And Johnny. Okay, cool. Um, so now we've got more of these, like the walking scenes. They've got the fucking, the, this, this is what I was saying in the beginning where the movie just takes a nap. Yeah. They're it carrying him stretcher, in a stretcher. Little, and it's like, I need to like hide my phone in a closet when I watch this. Cause I was just like, so many oh, times, like, eh, I'm just gonna, absolutely I'm just gonna was checking my phone right around this point. Yeah. Um, no shit. Rewind. And this is, this is the point when they break off, they get out there and they're like, Hey, uh, somebody needs to get to, you know, the, the chopper has to be in the air for the radio to work, which, is insane. Uh, also, another question I had. That, yeah. No, that's that's, that's insanity. So we that's can use insanity. the radio in the chopper. No, no, the chopper a, has to be in the air to use the radio. It makes sense radio. to me. It's yeah. a radio. It works no matter what. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but this is when when our uh, so our plant guy has seen the has seen the the monster. He knows that he's responsible for all this shit. He was like, I didn't want to know. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to know that something was going on. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and he knows that he's responsible for all the shit that's happened. And so he basically is like, I'll go by myself to the radio, to tower. the radio tower and try to get help. The radio that works on the ground. This one, this one this is one, one does that not does, need to be in a helicopter not, in the air to work. <laughs> does not need to be flying to work. And so he almost makes it. He's like real close. And then he... He tries to climb the fence because he sees the bear. He makes it. He did a really sick move, too, scurrying underneath that fence. Yeah. Trying to get away from the bear. If that was his first move, he would have made it. Yeah. If he had just, because he tries to go long ways underneath it. If he had just gone sideways. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have a different movie. I, true. Although I, maybe Melt Bear could take that fence. I now. feel like Melt, Melt Bear, bear could, could totally that's take that to, fence. That's what you want to see is that guy make it and then. You know, do one of these moves and <laughs> wiggle bear. bear, and Melt Bear just takes it. Like, oh, oh! The ending of uh, of the raft. That's that yes. whole thing. Yep. The bear just pours over the fence. I and beat Jackson. I beat you. I beat you. Yeah. So, uh, well, that kid was. You know, he was he was looking at breasts anyway, so he that's, needed to die. That's true. If he saw boobs, so he had to die. Um. <laughs> So, we, also Maine. Also Maine. Yeah. Uh, this is where the old man sings forever, which is really yep. exciting. We're really glad to see that. <laughs> um, Armando Sante has a bow and arrow. And again, it seems like it's going to be really significant that he has this thing yeah. that he's dug up. He manages to hold on to this fucking thing forever. And no, it doesn't fucking mm. matter. Uh, so we get him running through this insane gravel pit that I don't know what that's about. But he finds a troop carrier. Yes. He finds this like military troop carrier. It's practically a tank, except without walls yeah. or like windows or anything to protect you. It's yeah. literally. It's kind of a big four by four truck. <laughs> worse than a Honda Civic for the purposes of protecting you from. You're shitting on Honda Civics? Not at all. Okay. I'm saying that it's better than a troop carrier. <laughs> uh, Honda Civic was my delivery vehicle of choice when I was delivering. Good stuff. 
uh, it was that one that had the big misfit skull on the hood. I don't know if you saw it driving around town I, back in the old days. I don't think I ever did. Uh, okay, so they're out. They're in this troop carrier. They're driving around. They're trying to get out, and night falls while they're while they're still driving. They didn't make it in time. Nope. Took them too long. And why I mean, did they ever ever take that helicopter ride? They just always seem to be accessible to roads and everything around where they. Yeah. Because really they never sp- flew back, right? Because the helicopter. No. And I'm going to say that if they had known what was going to happen later, they could have just tipped the fucking chopper guy out of bed and then he could have flown them out of there. Mm-hmm. But they didn't think to tip him out of bed because it turns out that he'll wake up when you flip your fucking truck. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm in a coma. Oops. Oh, oh car's hey. over. I'm awake. Hey, everything's cool. Anybody oh, got a helicopter to fly? <laughs> uh, but uh, so so they're doing this. I really liked this little spotlight thing. It, yeah. was, it was actually super was creepy cool. and yep. it was a good scare. They they do the the spotlight the the woods and then finally the bear pops out and it's a it's a pretty good jump scare. And we miss the part of the um, uh, baby melty bear uh, instantly bites into bites uh, Talia uh, Shire yeah her neck yeah. when they get hit. Yeah, that's really weird. He's like, yep, that's what you're looking for. You sure, babe? Yeah. <laughs> See, see what's going on. But she holds it. She's like, no, I'm not letting go of it. Yep. That's a real metaphor right there, man. It doesn't matter. It's hurting her. You know, but she's still going to keep it. Yep. Oh, man. So deep. It's really, really <laughs> deep stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's the part. The bear flips this giant carrier over and our pilot wakes up out of his coma <laughs> for three seconds. Just enough time to scream and get his head bitten off, which was like kind of hilarious. I thought that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. The bear just walks by, covers the whole body. head. He just wanted the head. Yeah. Um, so now they're like, they, I guess they're swimming back to the cabin somehow. Well, don't they all hide in a bunker first or am I tripping up scenes? I think that's something else. Okay. Cause somehow just scenes I remember where they were just sitting there, not saying anything. They, they make a run for it and then they get to the water and they're like, let's swim to the cabin. Well, where, where's somehow. the scene where the guy li- Pops up from the ladder. He climbs the ladder and looks, and he gets instantly. Oh, that was yeah, that was back before. Sure. Oh, that, yeah, that was that was the old That's first okay. attack. That was the first. That's one. where Johnny oh, okay. gets killed. Okay. Oh yeah. So they go. To That's the- when they when they bring he he uh, uh, Armand goes and brings back the sheriff because there's evidence. Now. Yes. <laughs> and then he runs and hides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which turned out to be a great idea. Um, okay, so they swim for the cabin, and not only. Uh, are Armando Sante's arrows like totally intact? Everything like he's got his whole kit and it's yep. stuck with him. Mm. The baby bear is still fucking eating Talia Shire's and neck. And freaking yeah. out once they go in the water. Yeah. And she is like, come on, bear. It's fine. <laughs> Chew on my neck while we go. Like screaming and biting her neck. That, and she's as like, as a couple, they did not do well with their trip to Maine. <laughs> no. They really <laughs> fell apart. This, typical. Typical. It really <laughs> fell apart for them. You know, this is, does this sound familiar to you at all? (laughs) It's like the story of my life. (laughs) That's why I wanted to do this. I thought that you would want to do this because it reminded me of the way that your children will chew your neck. my neck, but I still, I go on. I can see the marks. Yes. I I, I figure I come here and then you fucking cat attack me. True. (laughs) If something's got to attack you everywhere. That cat wishes it was Melty Bear. Yeah, it does. 
So, uh, so this is where. Yeah, so it's a nighttime swim through the lakes of mutated fish yeah. and other yeah. creatures that are eating ducks Don't out of the blue. Swim with your mouth open, and they just all swim across. Uh, if you have cabin. any open cuts, yep. yeah, you are toast. And but don't worry, they've got the old man to protect them. So the old man is like, "Hold it, I got this. Yeah. I'm gonna talk I'm to gonna the bear. I'm gonna go talk to k- Kitty Cat. I got, uh, I got this thing. Kitty Car. He's like, "Come on, guy. Hey, I'm your bud here. It, yeah. It's your boy. Come on." And uh, our bear just grabs him <laughs> and just flails him around in the most hilarious. Well, he left him standing there the first time. <clears throat> so True. You figure maybe, maybe twice. Spec thing there. But, you know, maybe it's more like his vision's based on movement or something. Yeah, probably. And that guy moves so <laughs> yeah. slow, he didn't even know that he existed. Um, and yeah, I just really wish we had longer, held him that longer. Yeah. <laughs> with the guy around here. back and forth. Uh, the, the shot actually looks fantastic here. Like, the bear from the cool. distance and the fog and it's the lake. Weird. Like, everything, I thought I thought that looked really neat. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Which, which is why it made me sad, because I was like, this looks so fucking cool. Why are you hanging on this for a literal one second and cutting away again? Yeah, it's it's a, one of those bad effects that looks good because it's something that you'll never see again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that, it's a very of its time kind of process shot. It's, yeah. it's looked super cool. I really enjoyed it too. Um, this is where the doctor assumes the bear drown because it went underwater. <laughs> so I bear. mean, look, Which was, give someone else the line. <laughs> yeah. Don't have your doctor like, the, you know, be, be like, ah, it dead. He's gone. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he drowned. The thing I don't he doesn't have it. object permanence. He's like, oh, bear's gone. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> so uh, bear's <laughs> dead. <laughs> Huh? Anybody want a beer? We did it. We Wait, are did you it. an infant? Oh. You went to medical school? But I mean, be- be- bears swim, don't they? <laughs> bears do. Well, do this thing. bears swim? This thing is a puddle of goo that like yeah. that moves like it's on rollerblades. This is not the you same don't know thing. What bears gonna who do knows what this thing does? And what, it who knows what's, like what's a in the water? I love it how it's something bigger than melt bear. Yeah, I love how it just walks into the water like Godzilla too. Yeah, yeah. It just like walks straight and just so am, am I to assume that melt bear just walked into the lake and then walked along the bottom? Yeah, and then yeah. Came out like exactly there? right. Like but, Jason or Godzilla. <laughs> you know, you see melt bear go in. He's so dumb. Doesn't even <laughs> flail about. Doesn't even know. His life is ending. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> so ding dong, <laughs> ding dong. Melt bear's dead. And then we get what is a very anticipated jump scare, but still pretty cool. Uh, bear jumps out of the water. <laughs> Rar. Um, and then he's like, "Quick, we've got to go barricade, barricade the cabin." And I was like, <laughs> "Nobody, any, any you guys catch me? Anybody? Anybody?" And then we, we close up on the gun. He grabs it, and it's like, oh, man, this is significant. This is going to be the thing that ends this bear. Uh, and then the bear, like, you expect the bear to tear down the door, and this is going to be a fight in the cabin yeah. or something. It's going to be like, oh, no, we got to hold the walls or something that gets its tension or whatever. The yeah. bear, with one shot, demolishes the fucking cabin. Yeah. Like, literally wipes out an entire wall and the side <laughs> wall. It just explodes like it was hit with a, yep. with a neutron bomb. Yeah. It looks like a nuclear test. Amazing. So they go after it. He shoots it. Doesn't do anything. Right. Armand DeSante shoots it with an arrow. Doesn't do it. Yeah. Keeps shooting it with an arrow. And it dispatches Armand with one swipe oh, yeah. that sends him... That's 30, it. 50 feet, something. Look great. A real, real <laughs> long distance. Um, and then 
Then the doctor, after these arrows do nothing and the gunshots do nothing. It's going to go hand to hand. He goes hand to hand with one of the arrows. Hand to hand combat. After leaping through the air like although, a madman. Although that leap was really. That was leap was awesome. <laughs> do you think that the bear just gave him points for that leap and was like, oh, you can kill me? Okay, I guess I'll die. If it's, yeah. if it's really knocking people 40 feet and like taking out entire buildings with one arm, do you think that like close combat's going to go that well for a was, person? The, the doctor was kind of tall. You know, maybe maybe he was kind of tall. Yeah. You know what? That was it. Yeah, he was kind of tall. It's one of those things where it's big, you know, paws <laughs> can cause destruction, but once you get past them, oh, yeah. look, he can't bear hug you. <laughs> He's just too big. arms can't reach in and grab you. <laughs> so once you get in there, you yeah. own that thing, okay. especially if you're, if you're so good at hand-to-hand combat like Dr. Uh, Foxworth. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Who, I mean, was he even a doctor? Dr. Guitar Player from yeah. Boston. Um Okay, so, so he just stabs Melty Bear he just stabbing until him. Melty Bear falls on his back in the yeah. water. And that's where we were talking about earlier, where it's just Melty Bear's suit. There's nobody yeah. in that. And the doctor's just like, ah, jumps on and just starts clubbing it more, oh stabbing God. it more. Yep. So so he kills it, I guess. And then, uh, and that's it. Like, there was no... I, I don't know if you necessarily need this in a movie, but I was kind of hoping with a movie like this that kind of felt like it was laden with mythology and all these other things and science and magic and all this shit that there would be a reason for him dying. You know, like whatever, like overdose him on the same chemicals that he had before Mm -hmm. or some other thing that was relevant to the characters and some, something that ties the movie together. And instead it's just a fucking arrow that he just stabs him with a bunch. Yeah. I I don't know. I just would have liked something else. And then he doesn't even die. And then, or unless it's a different melty bear that does a jump scare at the end. I think it's a different, it's different because it looks like, uh, doesn't even look like a bear. That's no, why I it looks like a salmon. Oh, okay. He looks like a giant I, salmon. I took the picture of it because he's got a weird sure. fish eye, and he's got like a what, what yeah. it is there. You know, that's it. Yeah, oh, that is. A it's different like bear. it's like a gorilla fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's horse. Terrifying. So there's, there's a, so there's no real ending to this. That no. these woods are filled with melty creatures. There's yeah, no this, uh, resolution. They didn't stop pollution. No, or, this is just Maine now. Or this logging. Is, this, this is us. <laughs> this is what we have to deal with every single day. They're apparently in some private private room on this small plane that <laughs> yeah. they left in. I was like, uh, oh, look, they're in a hospital. Yeah. And then the plane, it, then plane they come to the outside. room, <laughs> plane. I, I'm sorry. What? Where are, are you, you right sure? now? There was a scene in Shaft in Africa that was basically like that, that it reminded me a lot of where it was like, there's this plane that takes off. And you're like, like, he's like, well, it's time to go. We're going to go to Africa. And then you cut to the scene of the plane taking off. And then it cuts back and he's there and he's like, we'll take the next plane. It's, <laughs> you fucking monsters. <laughs> Either that is an intentional joke or just the most amazing piece of filmmaking ever. So she's, she's going to give birth to it. She's, I mean, she's we're still maybe? waiting for the prophecy. I think we've decided. Too. For prophecy too. Is that the prophecy? And what the fuck is the prophecy? That, that a paper mill is going to make mutant animals? Or do you think that the baby that she's going to give birth to is going to That we're ruining all? the world! <laughs> <laughs> With our mercury poisoning. And our plants that are making paper. Yeah, is mer- is, uh, wh- why, what were they using mercury for? 
Okay. That was for uh, that was, was for softening the trees. Softening the trees. No, and it also uh, kept algae off the trees. Yes. When oh, they were right. storing it in the ponds. Right. Yes. It killed algae. <laughs> Which may be a thing that they Which did. Is good for ponds. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I they still do it. I don't think mercury is much. No, I don't think so. It's as popular as it used to be. No, people people are anti-mercury these days for some reason. I don't know. Damn, damn liberal media. It's not mercury. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something else. It's going to be the internet. <laughs> that's going to give us all cancer. Yeah, that's what's going to make Stupid internet else. cancer. So prophecy. No prophecy. We can't figure that yeah, out. Yeah, nothing. You know, I, I don't even think the word is mentioned in the movie. No. 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 No, that's it. That's so weird. That is weird. I don't I, know. I got to say, it's tough watching this and watch him hand-to-hand combat that giant melt bear with the arrow. Like, if you follow, if you've, you know, once I had watched this um, following uh, Grizzly. Oh. As we all know, he shoots that thing with the, with, with the rocket <laughs> so launch. so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how you kill a giant yeah, bear. I was, I was honestly... Even though, like, I claimed before that I was like, oh, boy, I wish this had tied together plot-wise in a story. Honestly, what I really wished was that the fucking thing blew up. I mean, just stabbing it was weak as hell. Grizzly's I wanted superior. it to explode. What do, you, what do you think it could possibly be another Neon Maniacs thing where they just ran out of cash? And they're just yeah. like, shit, um, just hit the fucking just costume a bunch. Uh, yeah, just stab it in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> throw it in the water and, and, and we'll just stab it. We'll film a whole bunch of endings. <clears throat> yeah. Because that's it. Like, for me, that would have been like, oh, you know, it turns out that mercury, whatever, with this thing turns into a powerful explosive. All you have to do is this, you know, or whatever. And they feed it that thing, and then it blows up or whatever. Who would win in a fight, Meltbear or Grizzly? Oh. Now, uh, Grizzly, I know, uh, you know, uh, it says 18 feet of towering terror. But he's really only about fifteen feet. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Meltbear. I'm also think gonna Meltbear? Go with Meltbear. I'm going with Meltbear just for distance because Grizzly, when Grizzly whacked people, he was he was throwing them like five to ten feet, and Meltbear was his his reach was at least thirty. But uh, uh, Grizzly he does have the nickname uh, Buzzsaw Bear Hands, which I gave him <laughs> and never took off. Well, that's uh, that is a shame. He, he slaps a horse's head off. He does. He slaps that kid's leg off. So he does have the ability to, to I, move appendages. Listen, I will I will agree with you on that, but our guy demolished a building. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a punch. With a punch. With a swipe. He yeah, but he got taken out the, with an arrow. I mean, it took a, it took a rocket launcher. It took launch. a rocket Check launcher. My boy. I'm going to say, I'm gonna start, say in durability, Grizzly wins. I'm going to say in strength, Meltbear. In rage attack, Meltbear. Yep, Meltbear. Meltbear's got the strength. Meltbear, you know, we should be on the side of Meltbear. Meltbear. Like, like, what's your problem, dude? Yeah. But Meltbear, like, we created him. Yeah, he's he's like the Lorax of this movie. He's Gorko. You know what would have also been a cool ending is if they kill Meltbear and then they're like, oh, it's over. And then all of a sudden, like, four more Meltbears come out of the woods (laughs) at once. Instead of this horse. Yeah. And and and, and, the doctor's just like, oh, fuck. And it cuts to credits. (laughs) <laughs> or they got into the water the first time and then Meltbear was like, oh shit, they're going in the water and then runs away and then all these giant fish start eating them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't go in the water. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I know what's in there. That shit's crazy. You think Meltbear's weird. Look at what's in that water. Yeah. Mer people. Oh man. If only. Well, that was that was the movie Prophecy. The, we fulfilled it. The greatest thing to come out of Maine ever. No. 
No. In technically and, Canada. And technically it came out of Canada and just referenced Maine a couple of times. <laughs> but that is it. Thank you, Damien, for, for joining us for this insanity. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thank you. it was it's great. A, it was a joy. It was a, joy. It was a pleasure. <laughs> uh, Damien. Let's do Iced again. Let's, we're we're going to watch Iced again next week. <laughs> where can people find you on the internet, Damien? Oh. And they, spell that fucking last name. Uh, my last name is M-A-F-F, as in... Um, uh, <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, as in fear Fear, freedom. Uh, M-A-F-F-E-I. So and, Damien uh, Maffe at... I'm on the... You're at, you're at, at Damien. Facebook. <laughs> at Twitter. And at Instagram. Are you, are you in anything coming up that you would like to plug? <laughs> I really want to be a prophecy remake. Uh, Yeah. Is is that thing that's coming out Halloween, is that, can you talk about that yet? Uh, That hasn't been officially announced. Okay. Maybe it'll be official by the time this. No, I'm going to literally put it out. going on like in five minutes. I'm literally going to put this out. (laughs) I got to move. I don't edit this shit. Are you kidding me? Coming out probably uh, this October. Oh my God, the cat's back. Yeah, he's back. Um, so Haunt, uh, Eli Roth produced, and uh, Scott Beck and Brian Woods directed that. They did uh, A Quiet Place. Nice. Um, and they're doing A Quiet Place too, as well? They are not. No? They are uh, uh, writing uh, Boogeyman, the Stephen King. Oh, shit. I love adaptation. that one. Yeah. They're good guys. Good uh, horror nerds. Uh, yeah, Haunt is, is brutal, brutal stuff. Awesome. Looking uh, forward to yeah. it. And other things that I can't talk about. Yes, and there will be other things. And Matt, you are... At Matt Awkward. Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. Uh, I am at Coast City Comics, and this podcast is at Funbox Monster Podcast. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Everybody, have a wonderful evening. Peace.